Welcome to Vidmark, a podcast to give you the video marketing knowledge to always hit the mark. Let us help build your confidence with video strategy and content creation best practices. Join us weekly for pro tips and guest interviews as we explore the powerful communication tool of video. It's time to boost your business. Let's talk video. All right. Welcome to Vidmark. Jared, I don't know if I told you before this, but we're changing the name from Media Marketing to Vidmark. So uh, that's just short for video marketing. But welcome on to the show, Jared. Uh, you are the owner of and founder of Dollar for Portland, which is an organization that helps uh, alleviate medical debt for families that are you know, getting hit out of left field with a whole bunch of debt um, or, you know, medical expenses that they might incur. Am I getting that right? Is And uh, welcome to the show, Jared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Um, yes, no, that is exactly right. We, uh, you know, when a family goes through a medical crisis, there usually is a financial crisis to follow and dollar uh, four helps families with overwhelming medical expenses. We advocate for families. Um, we pay medical bills, we uh, get medical bills reduced, or sometimes even eliminated altogether. So that's what we do. That's awesome. And you guys just uh, congratulations just passed the five year mark. Uh, and you guys are doing some yeah. celebration around that or have has some of the celebration already passed? Is there anything the audience can do to get uh, connected with you guys? So normally, we, we do a big old anniversary party every year on uh, August 1st. But um, because of COVID, we haven't been able to do anything this year. So it's been all like, virtual um but yeah we, we're doing a campaign right now that's basically celebrate celebrate five years with us um sign up for five dollars a month um every five dollars eliminates a hundred dollars of medical debt for local families so that's that's what we're up to yeah and so you guys uh you guys have so far it's around two million that you guys have given back to families am i getting that right two point something yeah so we we're um a little over two and a half million dollars in medical debt relief um, just from the last since we launched our new program January 1st of 2019. So we, we I'm sure we'll get into it. But yeah, we started with one kind of platform and then we added a second uh, platform that's that's kind of taken off. So yeah, yeah, definitely. We can dive into some of those, but that's just absolutely incredible what you guys have done to be able to give back to the communities and just uh, yeah, it's a big sigh of relief. And I think for a lot of people, um, yeah, you, you don't see it coming. And then an organization like yourselves, how do you normally get paired up with some of the families? Um, do you find them or do they find you? A um, little bit of both, but most of the time um, we, were, we work with partner organizations. So um, United Cerebral Palsy, Urban League of Portland, um, a bunch of different organizations. They'll basically tell anybody within their community, Hey, if you have medical bills, you know, go to dollar four. So, um, we, we work with local organizations and even local businesses. I mean, we partnered with dozens and dozens of local businesses that maybe have an employee that is going through a medical crisis or whatnot. So it's a lot of like referrals through the community. That's awesome. And I just want to, I think the audience, like people get excited when they hear some of the origin stories and how this all started. And, you know, I know a little bit of background of it. Uh, just, I know you, um, you and your wife, like lived together, you guys really, you know, kept expenses low in those early stages, just to be able to like get this off the ground. And, um, do you want to talk about the early stages, how the idea for dollar four came about? It's such a cool concept. I love your guys' branding. It's just very, you know, straightforward, uh, 
you know, with the logo, with the, the, the square logo, with the actual use of the dollar. It's, it's pretty genius, you know, for, for lack of a better I, term. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, gosh, it's like two, I think 2012 was when the initial idea kind of hatched, I guess. So, um, my wife and I were sitting at home. Um, she got a phone call and her aunt had passed away from cancer. Um, and then about 20 minutes later, I got a phone call and my, um, cousin had gone into labor seven weeks premature and the baby needed a heart surgery, um, to live. So it was like both families got hit with, with medical crisis, pretty, you know, same day, almost same time. And, uh, it was, I think the very first time, I mean, I, I know it was the very first time that that like problem had ever presented itself in my own life. So I realized like, oh my gosh, this is like reality for a lot of people. Um, you know, you get, you get some crazy, like you said, out of left field, you get, um, some crazy medical crisis that comes through and then all of a sudden the bills come in and some people are fine. Cause you know, they have good insurance through their company or, or whatnot, but there's just so many people, um, that are not able to get out of it. So uh, medical bankruptcy um, is like 65% of all bankruptcies in America because of medical bills. Um, that stat hasn't really changed since 2012. It's still the num number one reason for bankruptcy. Um, it's a huge issue. I mean, healthcare is a huge issue um, in politics right now and, and it has been for just a long time. So um, it's definitely a problem it was the first time that it kind of presented itself to me. And I figured, um, you know, where can I, where can I help? How can I help families in this situation? And uh, I couldn't find any organizations that were paying medical bills for families. So it was like, okay, this is this huge issue that everybody can relate to. Um, but there, there's not really a lot of assistance. So I started dollar four with just a simple concept of sign up for a dollar a month. Um, every month we'll do a video. It'll share the story of the family that your dollar helps. And we'll just kind of come together as a community in Portland. Um, and we'll help families each month. Um, so from there, it, uh, you know, we got several thousand people signed up for monthly donations, which is awesome. Um, we were able to help families each month and then, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. And I think that's great that you like saw the need out there. And um, yeah, very unfortunate kind of the circumstances that came upon you and your family. And um, yeah, to be able to think about it on a bigger scale that, hey, other people are going through something similar. How can I provide something for them? And it didn't become just a list of a couple thousand overnight. Like you've, you've worked really hard at this to, to get um, people on board and getting the message out. And I think what's uh, what made me excited to bring you on to the, the Media Marketing Vidmark podcast is video is such a big part of what you guys do. Um, and how, so what made you guys decide to go down the route of video versus like maybe showcasing just through images or through text? Um, you yeah, yeah. so when, when I, I mean, gosh, how old was I when I started that? I mean, I was 20, I was like early 20s. Um, and I was thinking, I'm not involved in any charities because everything that I knew about charities was like golf tournaments and, and dinner galas and whatnot. And I was just thinking, man, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not into that. I don't want to, you know, so yeah. <laughs> it kind of was the idea that I wanted to try and build something that I would 
want to be a part of. And I liked the idea of a small reoccurring donation because it's like, I didn't have a lot of money. So, you know, small reoccurring donation that um, every month I got to see the impact of. So showing a video of the family that we were able to help and say, Hey, like, um, you know, remember that dollar that you gave last month? Well, this is the impact that it had on this family. And I just thought that that was, um, I mean, I feel like that's everything in, in charities now is how do you show the impact? I mean, how, how do you get your donors engaged and show them that the money that they're giving is actually making a difference? So that, that's kind of, I mean, my big reason for really going hard on the video. Yeah, I think it's awesome. And yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, maybe some of these groups will send out an impact statement or whatnot. And that, that does okay. But I think there's something emotional about video that you really feel like you made a direct impact on that family when you're seeing them on video and you're hearing them talk about their story. Um, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, I think I think that um, I mean, the, the more that you can put that in front of your donors and saying, hey, like, what you're doing is actually causing real change. I think that that is how you keep your donors <laughs> engaged and, um, and actually giving them that feeling of like, Oh, wow. Like I, I made an impact, which is a powerful thing as well. Definitely. I like, yeah, this, I love the concept. I mean, uh, maybe you can explain like dollar four, you, you talked about these golf tournaments where people are probably throwing thousands of dollars you know, maybe out of just one person's able to donate thousands of dollars towards whatever the cause. But I think what you, the model is you're trying to make it accessible for everyone, right? That most people, even if you're in college, even if you're, you know, maybe you have a paper route, you make a, you know, anyone can scrounge together four quarters to put together a, you know, a dollar to be able to donate. Right. Yeah. I think it was really just, um, yeah, kind of like what I said, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. So I was thinking, well, gosh, I don't really feel like I belong in, and I don't play golf. So it's like, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not fitting in those crowds, but um, yeah, any, anybody can sign up for a dollar, $2, even five bucks a month um, to, to give back. And I think, you know, we want to create sustainability with what we do. And gosh, I mean, you look at even charities right now, like charities are hurting pretty bad because their big golf tournaments and galas can't happen because of COVID, you know, and dollar four, the whole goal is to build a pipeline of sustainability of, Hey, we have, you know, if we can't throw a big event, we're going to be okay because we have these people that support us monthly. And I think that a lot of old school charities, um, are trying to move in that direction. I mean, I get, I get all the emails from all the different, you know, donor uh, experts and whatnot. And that's, I mean, it's a big part of what's going on right now is, Hey, like, how are you building a, a reoccurring donor base? Like, you know, monthly donors are, they're pretty nice. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, obviously if somebody wants to write a thousand dollar check, like dollar four, we will, t we'll, we'll be happy to take it, but um, it, it's a lot better when you can count on that consistent, you know, consistent donation to, to help people. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so people, I guess if, if, if they're listening right now, uh, where can they go right now to donate? Um, you know, can they just go to dollar4.org? Yep. So dollar4.org, you can donate. Um, and even more importantly, if you know someone 
with medical bills or if you have medical bills um, specifically from hospitals, uh, go to dollar4.org. There's a debt forgiveness tab and uh, you can see if you qualify um, for us to help with that. Um, so yeah, dollar4.org. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll put the, the links in the show notes and then we can also bring it back up at, at the end to remind people. But I think it's it's great what you guys are doing and yeah, creating a reoccurring model for, for anything is kind of challenging. So I think that's great. I mean, over the course of a year, you're paying $12, which is like, what, two coffees? So <laughs> for, for a lot of people, um, that's awesome. So you mentioned, um, did you want to talk about those two programs that, that you mentioned? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, the, the original program, we call it Dollars Add Up. You sign up monthly. Um, that money goes to help to help families. Um, the second program is called Debt Forgiveness, and that's the one um, that is really interesting. And I'll try not to, like, nerd out on it, but it's hard not to. Uh, no, please wait. do. Yeah, please, <laughs> so, please nerd out. We, we have time. <laughs> the... Um, when the Affordable Care Act passed, there was a law in there that said that every nonprofit hospital, which is like 60% of all, 65% of all hospitals in America. So around here, OHSU, Legacy, Providence, Kaiser, Adventist, like these are all nonprofit hospitals. Well, in order for them to keep that nonprofit status, they have to have a policy that will help people within a certain income range. So simply put, if you make under a certain amount of money and you can prove that to the hospital, the hospital will legally have to write off your medical bills. No one knows that. <laughs> nobody, nobody knows that this, that this is a thing. Um, so what we see time and time again is people that are declaring bankruptcy over medical bills that legally they don't even have to pay had they known about this program so um we kind of discovered this um and said hey like how can we advocate for families because you know if you if you give a dollar to dollar four and we turn around and take take that dollar and give that dollar to a family like that's great but that's i mean it's dollar for dollar right i mean that there's it's not like we're able to do anything crazy with that. But with debt forgiveness, um, we're able to multiply that dollar by 20. And uh, by just simply by advocating for the families with medical bills. So this is like, um, we created a website where families can type in their info. It's super simple, household size, household income, and what hospital holds the debt. And we can tell them what, what they qualify for. Um, if they're eligible for, I have no idea what just happened. No worries. I was getting a phone call. <laughs> um, yeah. The, uh, yeah, it, it'll tell you what, what you qualify for. So um, we then fill out all the paperwork. We advocate for families. We even have uh, like a small army of attorneys that will advocate pro bono for families if needed. And that is how we get these medical bills written off. Um, I just had, I mean, in the month of June, we got over $490,000 worth of medical bills completely erased for families um, just in one month. So it's like people, there's a huge misconception of one, 
like there's no way that I qualify kind of attitude like oh I you know I make too much money or whatnot but some of these some of these policies are super generous and um if you if you know how to jump through the hoops uh you can get that those medical bills written off if you qualify so that is our our newest program and it's kind of taken off much more than the other one has yeah its impact so instead of helping one family every month we're helping dozens and dozens of families every month all over all over the country even i mean we're we've dropped the portland to just be dollar four because we're helping families um all over wow that's pretty awesome so people yeah that's great so you guys have provided all these other resources as well so that's that's great that people can go onto the website and they can just start plugging in their information and uh now people know not not that loophole but that piece of information that's so that's very interesting that 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 isn't public really public knowledge but great that you guys have kind of stumbled upon that and you're able to use it to help families that really need it and and half a million dollars alleviated in one month that's pretty pretty awesome work that you guys are doing to be able to do that (laughs) yeah no it's it's cool and i mean you it's it's fun like you you can you dive into this stuff and you realize like oh my gosh like there's so many so many people that just have no idea i mean i talk to doctors nurses attorneys like they they have no idea that this exists and it's um it's sad but it's also like i mean it's an opportunity to to show people and, and educate them on because that's what it is i mean people just need to know what it is and then they can do it themselves if they want or they can you know partner with dollar four and we can do the work for them because that's the thing is like when you just got diagnosed with cancer or whatnot you're not you're not thinking of filling out all the paperwork and jumping through the hoops of the hospital. So like the, the most, the, the most feedback that we get most common feedback is like, it's, it's just nice to have somebody in your corner that knows what they're doing, you know? So, um, I mean, just yesterday we got a, a $12,000 medical bill written off for a, a young woman, but she had been on a payment plan for months paying the hospital. Um, and that we were able to get all of the money that she had paid on the payment plan refunded to her by the hospital. So not only did the, the medical bill get wiped away, but she got a check in the mail for all the money that she had paid because technically they should have screened her for, for this program and they, and they didn't. So we're able to do a lot with, with this program um, as long as the bills qualify. So. A big thank you to our sponsors over at songtub.com. That's right, song or music and a tub, like a bath, but more fun to say, tub, tub. Anyway, you can check out Songtub's website for any of your music needs. In fact, the song playing in the background right now is from Songtub. So why pick them over anyone else? Well, they curate the music. And I know the guys, so that means I know that they're selecting great music for your project. A lot of other companies will brag about how many songs they have, maybe 100,000, 200,000, maybe even a million. But honestly, I don't have time for that. I don't have the time to just sit down and go, next, 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 the song, not so great. You know, trying to figure out where the best music is. Songtub.com, great place to get your music. And now I'm excited to offer you the first month for free if you go to songtub.com slash pro, P-R-O, and we have a promo code for you. Yes, that's right. My name, your host, Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, and that will give you your first month free to have access to a huge music library that you can use towards your next video project, podcast, or any of your general audio needs. 
Anyway, back to the show. Yeah, good on you guys. And I think, yeah, that first part that you mentioned, like having someone in your court is so helpful or someone in your corner that's able to, yeah, <coughs> so you're not going or you're going it alone. Um, and then the other part is just, yeah, uh, being able to navigate the healthcare system, which is pretty challenging, I would say. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it you're probably learning sure. like firsthand a lot of uh, the, yeah, the American healthcare system. Yeah, no, and it's, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, there's like this federal law that exists, but then each state might have different laws. So like the differences between Oregon and Washington even are, you know, pretty significant. Um, and then certain hospitals policies are more generous than others. So, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, there's a lot, it's a lot of, a lot of fun info, but, um, it's cool to be able to call a family and say, Hey, your medical bill's gone, you know? <laughs> so it's, so what, what keeps it all going totally and then you mentioned washington are you guys doing have you guys done a little bit of uh, debt alleviation in some of the periphery states oh yeah we uh, we've gotten medical bills written off in oregon washington california uh new york montana idaho i mean a wow. lot a lot of a, i would say at this point probably maybe a quarter of, of the states we we've gotten medical bills so like um, because at now, because every single nonprofit hospital has to have these policies, we, we really can do it anywhere. If somebody called me from a different state and said, Hey, I have these medical bills. I could absolutely, um, I could absolutely do that, but we're not set up for that on our website yet. Like trying to expand it so that a family can you know, hit the drop down box and have it say there, you know, their st state and city and hospital. Um, that's something that we're trying to build on because it's just so there's a lot of hospitals in the country. So it yeah, takes a little bit to plug all that in. Yeah, all over the place. And then, yeah, having the resources for as things change from state to state. Um, I was going to, I wanted to ask you, how, how has COVID affected you guys? And are you guys doing any like COVID relief or is it kind of just more? So, um, COVID has been a challenge just because, yeah, like there's no in-person, I mean, we, we haven't even been made, we haven't even been able to make videos recently because we're not cramming, you know, a bunch of people in a room and recording them. Um, so it has been very, just like everybody else, you know, digital like <laughs> campaigns and whatnot. So it's, you know, emails and trying to keep people updated, but, um, you know, we, we usually do have a, a big party on August 1st and we weren't able to do that. Um, but as far as being able to help people with COVID related bills, I know that we have, um, but dollar four doesn't ask for the medical reason. So that's, it's, I mean, we, I guess we could, but it's kind of like, we don't want to get, um, we don't want to get into like, oh, what, well, why do you have medical bills? Like, what are they from? So we don't really ask those questions. Sometimes people just willingly tell us like, oh, I had surgery or I had cancer or whatever, but um, that's not one of our, um, our questions. So I know that we have had people say, oh, you know, I, I was in the hospital due to COVID. Can you help? And we absolutely can. Um, but I don't actually have like hard data on that because of HIPAA compliance, we don't, we don't really get into 
you know, hey, what, why did you go to the hospital kind of questions? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, that's personal information. But I know you guys kind of are on that fine line and you guys are on the cusp of these like really challenging things. So I, yeah, tip my hat off for all the hard work that you've put in and like just, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a, it, it takes a while. It's, you know, how, like, I would imagine that, like, how, how do things change since like, you know, where we are today versus like when you were first starting out, like, is it just like learning a lot more of the processes or do you think, what are some of the biggest things that you've noticed? Um, shit, man, that's, I feel like I still don't know anything. And I've been <laughs> like, we, I think that the biggest challenge was that was trying to increase the impact. Like, like I said, if, if someone's given a dollar and we just turn around and give that dollar to another family, that's great. Um, but how can we multiply that dollar? So try, you know, trying to be creative and that's kind of how we, you know, we came across the, the debt forgiveness program and, um, and are able to advocate for families. So it's just, yeah, I mean, it's like constantly trying to pivot and be creative and, um, it, you know, if we are going to host an event, make sure that that event doesn't suck. <laughs> you know, a lot of, a lot of charity events aren't, aren't the most fun. So, um, and then, yeah, with video, like always be trying to push content, show people, Hey, like, um, what we're doing truly does matter. And, and you can see that right here with this family that we were able to help. So I think, um, it's, it's hard. It, especially with like dollar four like i'm i mean it's kind of a i have a board of directors but i'm the only person on staff i guess you could say and um so trying to expand and hopefully you know fundraise successfully to be able to get somebody else on staff that you know is better at fundraising because i'm not the best fundraiser like you know there's a lot of things that i'm like kind of pushed to do that aren't my skill sets, but, um, you know, hopefully we can get better. Yeah. That's part <laughs> of it. You're cutting out a little bit there, but yeah, I just think I would say an internet connection is unstable on my end, but, um, yeah, I think you do a good job of bringing in different people to be able to like have success. Uh, yeah. Putting on like charity events, maybe are you able to start not to put you on the spot or anything, but you're able to talk about like you mentioned charity events, like not sucking or like being more exciting. What are some of the things that you guys do to make them more exciting? Like you guys pair up with some pretty good vendors or like providing a, like a entertainment value at some of these events. What makes them fun? So we, what I try to do is I try to find events that already are happening that are already awesome. So for example, like Stormbreaker Brewing does um, an event called Brewstillery where they get like 25 different distilleries and 25 different breweries and they come together and they do, you know, whiskey or spirit and beer pairings. It's a great time. <laughs> you know, it's a great time. So um, I will approach these kind of companies and say, Hey, like, can, how can dollar four be a part of this in a significant way? Um, and basically just join them in their, in their fun time already. Like, I mean, our, if we're, if, if we're going to do like a purely dollar four event we're hosting, um, then we don't ever, I mean, I've never done a, an auction or a, any of that stuff. It's really just a celebration. Like we, I mean, it's, it sounds like cheesy, but we really, if we're going to throw an event, we really just throw parties. 
I mean, that's what we do. And every event that we have, I have people say like, where did you get all these young people? Because if you go to these galas and, and golf tournaments, it is the older crowd that is going there. And that is great. But um, I, I want to uh, throw events that people aren't just there so they can like cut a big check. I, I want people to engage with what we're doing and engage with the brand because I feel like if we can get that, then they're going to be with us throughout their life instead of just for that one event. Um, so that, I don't know, we're not, it's not like we're the most successful uh, fundraising nonprofit. So maybe I don't know anything, <laughs> but it, it's been working. No, I think that sounds great. No, I, I think I was just curious, like I wanted to give the audience some ideas on ways that they can beef up their own events. But I, I remember we connected like on Mississippi. I remember you were doing a brew fest. You guys had combined there uh, for those that don't know Mississippi Ave in Portland, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. Finding things that are already going on and yeah, making them fun and celebrating. Like that's, it shouldn't be something that people are like kind of trudging their feet to go to. It should be like, yeah, something people are looking forward to. And, you know, here in Portland where there's plenty of craft uh, breweries, like that's always a plus. <laughs> Yeah, no, and we, I mean, our one, like, we just got together with the board and we're talking about, like, what are the core, what are some of our, like, core values kind of thing, and and the one that kept coming up was, like, celebration, like, we want to celebrate the impact that we're having, we want to celebrate the families that we're able to help, and and that's, I mean, I, that is the kind of, like, atmosphere um, and, and culture that we want to create is, we want to be able to celebrate um, with the community that helps us instead of just like um, throw events that are like, hey, we need more money. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I feel like <laughs> if, you, if, you, uh, if you're celebrating and you're having a good time, people, people are more willing to want, again, like want to be a part of what you're doing long term and not just show up for one event. So definitely. That's awesome. Um, well, I wanted to ask you about, you know, this is the, the Vidmark podcast. So like, maybe you can talk about the video process and maybe how things have changed over time, or maybe your uh, perceptions around video going into it versus like what it actually entails. Like if you have any tips for people who are wanting to, you know, document, uh, I don't know if other people are going to be documenting families, but what's it like to incorporate video into your strategy? Yeah, I think um, when I, I did not know that interviewing people is a skill. <laughs> I, uh, I went in cause you know, we're, we're interviewing these families telling, trying to tell their story so that we can show our donors. And I just, I remember going in there the first time and I, uh, thinking, oh, I just need to ask questions or whatnot, you know, it was the hardest freaking thing I've ever done trying to pull the, the necessary info that you are trying to sh tell, like share with your um, community, trying to get them to, to say the thing, you know, and, and to uh, respond in a, in a certain way. That was like a huge challenge. Um, so don't try to do it yourself. <laughs> like that was, that was like a huge thing. It's just like, okay, I need to, I need to hire some people that know what the heck they're doing. Um, I mean, I, at the beginning I was doing the interviews, I was, um, and I was editing a lot of the footage, just figuring out how to do that. Um, and then over time we, we actually got people that came in and, 
and did the video for us, which is the videos were much better. But um, one thing that we did early on was, you know, these people are in a crisis. So these videos aren't tremendously happy <laughs> vibe videos, you know, and um, that was, it's like, I didn't want to just make some like tearjerker kind of couple, you know, a couple minute clip every, every month. Um, so one thing that we started that we shifted um, about halfway through is like, let's, let's interview them after we've helped them. So again, it's like bringing in more of the celebration rather than, Hey, like life sucks. Um, it's more, you know, Hey, how did this make an impact and how did this help you? And how did this bring you out of this, you know, bad situation or whatnot. So um, that was a big thing. I think that, you know, that's just part of try trying to be like on brand for us is um, trying to bring in that celebration kind of thing. So, I mean, gosh, man, it, I think that video is so insanely important for any nonprofit or for any, I mean, any organization, but especially nonprofits and um, getting um, one, paying people to know the heck they're doing is important <laughs> if, if the resources are there and um, trying to, you know, trying to be creative and, and showing like the positive aspects of it. Cause there are a lot of, um, of those kind of videos that are just really downers and you're trying to like guilt people to, to give or whatnot. It's like, it'd rather, I'd rather focus on the positive. So. Yeah. I think that was a cool approach that you took that, or I don't know if cool is the right word, but I think it's a very, a lot more thoughtful approach. Cause like you mentioned, you could easily add some sad music on there, really like make each of them like a tearjerker and it would make people feel something emotional. But I, I like that you guys made sure they stayed within the brand of dollar four and keeping that celebratory uh, mindset. So that's, that's awesome. So you guys, I think when I, when I first started chatting with you, it was like doing the filming before uh, mm -hmm. the family like was going into surgery or whatnot. And now it's the, the post. So that's great. That's a cool shift that you guys have done there sh showcasing the success side of things. Yeah, it's definitely um, so, like sob stories are, they're all over and it's, you know, it's like, I don't want the videos to just be like this family crying about, you know, I mean, it's heavy. Like some of the videos we made were really heavy. And it's like, I actually, I did a survey. I threw out a survey through email to a bunch of people and just said like, what do you think? And a lot of people actually said like, hey, I'm so happy to give to this organization, but I never watched the videos because they bummed me out. And I was like, damn, like, okay, I need to switch that. <laughs> I need to switch that up. Like that, I don't want, I don't want that to be the, uh, you know, oh gosh, like one of these sad stories just came through my inbox, you know? So oh, I think that was an important, important switch. Interesting. So you put out a survey or just kind of like, were li you were listening to the audience and then made that, that pivot there pretty early on, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was, I mean, not as early as it should have been, <laughs> but it probably, um, two years into it, I, I, yeah, put out a survey to our, um, just did like an email blast and asked people and it was, it was, I got more than I was expecting that actually said like, I love what you're doing, but I don't watch the videos cause they're freaking sad, <laughs> you know? And, uh, 
that that was very very eye-opening for me just like oh okay less yeah. sad <laughs> Um, well, you mentioned the interview process and just kind of, I remember doing some of those interviews with you and like, you're trying to think about like, okay, did we get like the names? Do we make sure that we talked about the actual <laughs> problem? Do we think about the solution? Uh, do you have any tips for people going into the interview process? Are there any things that could, uh, make doing interviews easier? Honestly, I just say have somebody else freaking do it. <laughs> like it's, I mean, I, I definitely think I got better at it, but it's, it is a, it's a skill, man. It's a skill to be able to fire off the right questions at the right moments and get the right, even the way that you word the questions and trying, cause it's like you, you are forming the story as they're telling it. Right. And, and, um, when you're, you're thinking of how you're going to edit it and, and how, you know, and sometimes, you just aren't, it's like you're trying to get them to say something a different way and you don't know and you don't know what to ask. But like, I've been with people that are really, really good at it. And it's like, I, I remember being, I remember filming these videos. I mean, our videos are like two minutes. And I remember being in that interview for like an hour, trying to get two minutes of content that was useful. And that's like the difference between somebody that knows what they're doing, like the, you know, one of the guys we used, it would be 15, 20 minutes and it's just done. Like he got exactly what he needed. And it was just the difference between someone that is a good interviewer and somebody that doesn't know what the heck they're doing. So, I mean, I don't have any po pointers cause I suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think those are some good insights. And I think that gives people a lot more perspective because I've talked to people that are like, Oh, two minute video. It probably took you like I don't know, 20 minutes recorded it and maybe 20 minutes of editing and in one hour, like, there you go, you have it. But it usually takes uh, at least like a, I would imagine like a week to do the editing, you know, yeah, like a whole day of filming. It's uh, it, there's a lot that goes into it. And then, yeah, talking about the interview process, like I've been on sets where people like will FaceTime in the interviewer just to talk with the talent, because that's like you said, it's a, it's a skill set, all of it, all in it of its own. Yeah. It's a, uh... It's tough. It's tough. That was a harsh realization early on of just like, cause it was, I remember being there with the first family and, and it was like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like this is, this is much harder than I thought. Um, so yeah, it was first videos were rough. A cactus knows how to survive. It can endure scorching heat, limited rainfall, and defends itself against critters daily. Your business is no different. To survive harsh conditions, it's important to develop deep roots using media content that'll continuously nourish and support your marketing efforts day after day. Tactus Media is here to help you determine a strategy and create media content. Together, let's map out the next sequence of videos, podcasts, and social media to help your business thrive. Work with Tactus Media, media tactics that stick. Ouch. Visit tactusmedia.com to learn more. Yeah, that's a learning process. But I think that's probably exciting for like a lot of your audience. Like they get to see the evolution of these videos over time or those early stages. And now that it's, uh, you know, you've streamlined the production. And do you want to talk about like putting systems in place? That's something like I'm learning now is like I'm sure you have like a lot of these systems that help you keep the business running like you know week to week right 
Oh yeah. I mean, the process for everything, like we, how do I even start there? Um, well, I'll start with debt forgiveness. Debt forgiveness is, um, we're dealing with a lot more families now. So in each family, we, we need to prove their income and we need to prove that, you know, what their, their financial status with the hospital and, and whatnot. So like, um, having systems in place, I actually use a virtual assistant, um, to help me with that because, uh, you know, there's a lot of like administrative work, um, making the spreadsheets, making the, you know, using the right tools, like, you know, Asana or Slack or whatever, like, I mean, in dollar four, I mean, we're so, we're such a small organization. Like we don't have those big processes in place because, um, you know, we're just chilling on Google drive most of the time, <laughs> but it's like, same. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it's like, Hey, I don't, I don't, I guess I, I'm answering no, this question. I, no, terribly, you did a great but... job. I threw, I gave you kind of a, an open-ended, <laughs> very loose question. So I, no, that was a great, great response. I think, um, yeah, getting all that stuff dialed in and uh, with time, it'll just get even more refined, but you guys are doing a great work. What, um, you know, what's, what's your favorite part about all of this? You know? Um, I mean, it's definitely, it's like, it is a very rewarding job, I guess. I mean, you, you get to, you get to fight for people that are in a pretty dark place and advocate for them. And then you get to tell them good news. So it's like, I'm the, I am the bearer of good news. A lot of the times, you know, it's like, it's, it's awesome. Um, and I think that, I mean, that's definitely it. It's like, if you, it, it's, it is like, it's a little addictive, you know, you get to like, you call a family and say, Hey, you don't have to declare bankruptcy. I mean, it's a big freaking deal. Um, or we pay an electric bill and their lights come on and they call you because their lights came back on and they're in tears or, you know, I mean, it's just like, um, because dollar four with, with that program where people are giving monthly, like we're giving that to families, whether to pay medical bills or any other, uh, medically related type thing or um i mean gosh we we pay for gas cards so people can get to and from the hospital we we buy them grocery cards if they need it like any type of um thing that will impact their treatment we can we can help with so i mean we've paid rent for people we've um you know just a lot of different things like that and being able to um call the families and, and share what, you know, the help that we're able to give. It's always insanely rewarding and just a, it's a good, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah. I think that's just awesome. Um, yeah, I, I'm very impressed by the work that you guys have done and being able to, yeah, like you mentioned, get these phone calls where you're really getting people out of dire straits there. And like, it's the, it's the worst thing that could happen to most people and you guys are able to give them support there um is that i mean from taking this from a concept to where it is today are you kind of where you thought you would be like are you like making more progress than you ever thought like you guys have helped a lot of families and, and done really well are you, are you pretty happy with things um I'm, I'm very happy with things but it is absolutely completely different than i thought i mean i thought that i was gonna have 
I thought it was going to go viral and we would have, you know, 20,000 reoccurring donors and this would, you know, that would be the platform. That's not what happened. And that's why we had to be creative and innovative with the debt forgiveness program. Um, so this program came out of nowhere and we're helping way more families than I thought we would. And I always had the dream of it kind of going national, going outside of Portland. So being able to drop the Portland out of our name and just be dollar four um, was a lot of fun. Like that was something that I, that we really, really wanted to do. And we're not quite, you know, national yet, but we're, um, we're working on it. We've expanded a lot um, from where we started, you know, it's just Portland Metro when we started. So I think that um, I'm very, very happy with where we are, but it is a lot different than I thought. And that's, that's okay with me. Yeah. I think that last part being okay with you is huge. Cause I think there's a, a few like entrepreneurs that get like so locked in on one idea or one way of doing things that they really can't pivot and make that adjustment to doing like what well, you guys have created the debt forgiveness program. And um, I think you guys technically can call yourselves national. I mean, I, I don't know if <laughs> people look at like, <laughs> I don't know if people look to like the big guys as like, you know, the red crosses and relay for lives of the world as the um, you know, national brands. But if you guys are alleviating debt across the country, like, Maybe uh, international at some point. <laughs> well, unfortunately, well, fortunately, I guess uh, most countries have. Well, I won't get. I won't. Get, I won't. Yeah, say we don't have to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most countries don't have this problem, uh, Brian. <laughs> but here we are. Here we yeah. are. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, uh, I think it's great what you guys are doing, and. Um, yeah. Do you have any tips for entrepreneurs? Maybe other people are wanting to start a business or a nonprofit business. Uh, don't start a nonprofit would be my first advice. No, uh, I think, I mean, gosh, I don't know, man. That's when I, when I first had the idea, I told, I told kind of like a mentor and he said, you know, I hear great. I hear great ideas every day. you you probably won't do it. And it, that was like one of those things that is like, it is, but it's so, so true. Like, I'm five years into this or really seven years because it took two years just to start it. Um, and it's not like we're, you know, crushing it, anything crazy. Like it's a grind and it's hard. And dollar four has been like one of my greatest joys, but also the biggest challenge that I've ever had in my life. So uh, I guess if you're going to start something, get ready. It's, it's not, it's not always the, it's not always the best. So, um, I don't know, that sounds depressing, but I, I mean, I, I love, I absolutely love what I'm doing, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's a big, it's a big undertaking. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I hear where you're coming from. Cause it, it really tests you. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced all the highs and lows of running a business where like you get some wins and you're like, Oh yeah, we're doing great. And then like next month hits and you're like, Oh, what's going on here? And you have to yeah, like, yeah. make some adjustments, but you actually had someone tell you like a, someone that you, you called, you said mentor said, you're not going to go do this. Yeah. I think it was more of a challenge. I, I and you know, it worked uh, because I was like, F you, man, I'm going to do this right <laughs> now. <laughs> you know? So, so I think that, um, I think that the point was, is there are a lot of great ideas but the execution is, I mean, sticking with it, like it's hard. And, and, you know, people it, just, just the fact that I've, you know, I say every year, like, um, 
I say, you know, we're almost there. Like we're almost there. And I don't know what there is, but just like a little bit more consistent and a little less stress and running around or whatever. And and I always say like, gosh, if I'm saying that we're almost there next year, like I'm throwing in the towel, like, you know, but I've said that every freaking year, you know, it's just like, oh, we're almost there. Like, you, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, yeah, sticking with it, it's, it's just, it's tough, it's a challenge, but like I said, it's my, my greatest joy, but also my the biggest challenge. <laughs> biggest thing you've had to over, yeah, had to deal with and work with. I think for me, um, yeah, that almost there, like always seeing like, okay, like keep refining, keep things and keep getting better. Like you're kind of working towards um, progress at the end of the day. Um, and I think what's tough with entrepreneurship is you're venturing like into the unknown, like every year is the unknown and you're like year five, but then like year 10 is going to look unknown, like getting. So I think that's the biggest challenge with all of this is how do you venture forth? And like you've mentioned, bringing in different uh, experts, people that are really good at what they do probably helps carry some of that load or you know, makes it. Oh yeah. I mean, that would, itself. I guess that would be my number one advice is like find people that find people that know what the heck they're doing and latch onto those people. Like, I mean, that's since day one, I've just been unashamedly like finding people, Hey, like, can I bother you? I always, that's always what I say. Like, can, can I bother you about this? Like, I'm going to bother you if you allow me to. And, and, uh, and get advice from people that have been there. Cause people that people are more than willing to help. Um, if you're like bold enough to ask. So it's, it's, it's important to get getting people to know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Jared, this has been really fun. Um, I feel like we we've, we've gone through a lot of these topics. Do you, is there anything else you want to tell the audience? Um, before we go into like, yeah, please donate everyone go visit the website. Uh, if you know a family, or I'll let you, you tell us, but if you know a family or if you are incurring, you know, medical debts yourself, uh, you know, get in touch with yourself or uh, visit the website and plug in the information. Yeah. Dollar4.org, all, all the info's there. And if you want to help out or be someone that we can help, Dollar4.org. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Jared. Um, well, best of luck with you, with uh, Dollar4. I love your guys' uh, branding. I love your, what you guys are doing. And uh, yeah, that's great. How many families you guys have helped? Not to put you on the spot, do you know like what the over-under for families that you guys have helped is? Oh, man. I mean, it's hundreds. Hundreds and hundreds, hundreds now. So, wow. uh, you know, families... Um, hundreds and then in you know individuals that we've helped and um i mean it's a lot we're probably oh gosh over over 400 people that we've helped over maybe, maybe more i mean it's hard yeah i don't, yeah, I don't know the that's number. a lot I of people know, i should know that number <laughs> no i'm putting you on i'm putting you on the spot i, I, I was impressed that you brought, have all these other stats and everything so uh awesome work and everyone check out the website and until next time jared Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to Vidmark, a place for all your video marketing needs. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and tune in every Thursday morning on either iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and more. For a behind-the-scenes look and some bonus tips, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Until next time, good luck with your video marketing efforts, and remember, always hit the mark. <laughs>